Good morning. I got a single good morning. I'll take it. All right. Good morning, everybody. Uh, it's, it's, thanks, Dusty. It's, uh, it's warm. So um, uh, let's, let's get started. Uh, this first song, today we're actually starting a, a new series on uh, the Psalms for the next four weeks. And so this one is actually from the Psalm that Dusty will be talking on today. So uh, let's pray and we'll get started. Jesus, I ask for your presence uh, here today. Lord, do whatever you want. We, we are here for you. And um, we prayed earlier, but I think the same thing. I just pray that any distractions that we have uh, right now, that help us to just set them down um, and let you speak. We just invite your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. You can stand if you want to. You don't have to, though. is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. And the Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all that He has made. As far as the east is from the west, that's how far He has removed our transgressions from us. As far as the east is from the west, that's how far removed our transgressions from us. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all that He has made. As far as the east is from the west, that's how far He has removed our transgressions from us. As far as the east is from the west, Has removed our transgressions from us. Praise the Lord. 
Holy Spirit, I just um, pray again that you come. Just keep getting like the reminder that there's like nowhere else to go, God. There's nothing else that can solve our problems. Yet you're often like the last place I go. <laughs> not the last place, but you're not my first place often. Holy Spirit, I just um, remind us that you're here with us. Remind us that you're trustworthy. You 
are the one who sees all our needs. You are the one who provides. You are the peace that our souls receive. In the most days You are the one who sees all our needs. You are the one who provides. You are the peace that our souls receive. In the day most days
Like I said at the beginning, we're, we're starting a series on Psalms today. Um, kind of been part of preparing for that with Dusty, and a theme that just keeps coming up is um, if, if you read the Psalms or are familiar, you know they're like, they're, they're unfiltered, um, they're honest. Um, this, this idea that God sees what we need, um, that he wants us to like honestly tell him what we need. Um, so I don't know if that there's anything that you need right now, but I feel like we should just take a minute and just pray quietly. Just take a moment and tell God what you need. And it, like, don't filter it. <laughs> um, if, you, if you know what that means, like, don't make it pretty and Christian. Just tell him what you really need. Maybe it's desperate. Maybe it's not even really theologically correct. It's, but what do you feel like you need? And let's just lay that at God's feet really quick, and, and then we'll, we'll end with one more song.
presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, God. Um, Lord, I, I thank you that we cannot enter your presence and leave unchanged. We thank you for that, Lord. Amen. Good morning, guys. Welcome. Um, my name is Dusty, and I'm one of the pastors here. I'm going to do a couple quick announcements, and then I'm going to have you guys each other. I'm just waiting for my thing to pop up here. Here we go. So a couple of cool things we've got. Well, probably not cool. It's going to be kind of hot. But a couple of fun things we've got coming up. Um, one, July 17th, the Wilbanks. Can you guys hi? These are the Wilbanks. Um, they are opening their home to us to come. We're going to watch a Disney movie. It's like the new take on 101 Dalmatians. Um, Cruella it's called, right? Yeah, Cruella. And so we're going to have hot dogs and hang out and just watch a Disney movie together, and it will be lots of fun. I will be there. Um, they say bring cozy blankets and stuff. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> so far this year. When I stepped outside this morning, I'm like, it's hot. It's super smoky. I'm in Mordor. This is now where I live, <laughs> which I guess makes me an Urukai. But, um, so come to that, please. The next thing is that we are doing an August 2nd, which is a Monday, trip to Slidewaters up in Shalane. So it's this really sweet, awesome, amazing water park. Um, a group of us are gonna go. My wife and I will be going. Um, we're gonna try to get uh, like this um, group discount thing. So it ends up being like $20 a person for the whole day. It's a pretty sweet game. Um, and so we're gonna try and carpool up together. We'll meet here. We'll kind of get some more information out as it gets closer. Um, but just to kind of keep that on your radar, August 2nd, the Slidewaters trip to Chelan. Um, so if I could please get everybody to stand for me real quick. And I would love to have you greet one another. Also, um, in our front entrance, there's a cooler. There's lots of cold drinks. I'm gonna be going and getting one myself because I was kind of shout singing during worship and my throat is sore and probably a little bit of smoke too but um so get something cool to drink make sure you stay hydrated we'll have a quick message and i'm gonna still try to get you guys out of here fairly early today so because it's just kind of hot and sweaty in here i don't know about you all but i feel it so yeah greet one another real quick and we'll be right back
if I could have you guys wander back, that would be awesome. Hopefully everybody got a nice cool drink. I did myself. Coffee is not a cool drink. If you're trying to make your inside the same temperature as the outside, that's okay, I guess. So good morning, everyone. We are gonna be jumping into Psalms. Um, I'm gonna kind of get started here because we're gonna actually read through all of Psalms 145 this morning with minimal commentary from Dusty. Because like I said, I wanna try in 30 minutes just so you guys know, while we're in the midst of this like heat wave, we're trying to keep the messages shorter. We're shortening up worship by like one song and um, we're foregoing ministry time at this point just because it's 90, I ch checked the little thermometer thing. It's like 90 degrees in here and humid from the swamp color. So if you do have prayer requests though, if you go to our website, there's a prayer request button on there that you can click and we get that information and we pray for you and we contact you. So just know that is on our website. The, if you just Google Yakima Vineyard, you'll see our website. It gets used pretty often. Um, so there's a little link on there for prayer, just as a FYI. So Psalms 145. We're gonna talk a little about orienting on the Psalms this morning. Um, and so this particular Psalm, Psalm 145, is orienting on God's creation and God's goodness. The biblical historian N.T. Wright says that in pretty much, pretty well every branch of the Christian tradition for 2,000 years, the Psalms have been the backbone of Christian worship, certainly in all traditional denominations, but in many non-traditional ones as well. It's assumed that the Psalms are at the heart of worship. The question of what would Jesus sing, which I really like, is answerable because the Psalms were the prayer book that Jesus himself used. And we can see in the Gospels and in the New Testament how Jesus and the early Christians used them. And it seems extraordinary to me that we would ignore that resource in our own worship. And as Ryan mentioned this morning, the very first song we did was pulled directly from Psalms. And if you're paying attention to, as I'm reading through this, you'll see those lyrics right in the middle of the Psalms that we're reading this morning. Brueggemann, Walter Brueggemann, in his book, The Spirituality of the Psalms, states that there are different orientations that the Psalms observe. So there's different ways of approaching the Psalms. So one of the orientations is songs of guaranteed creation. He says like, this is the first move, a relinquishment of the Jewish suffering of Jesus's crucifixion. It's orienting ourselves on God's goodness that he's the creator of the universe. He created you and he created me. And we can have comfort in that. We can take comfort in knowing that our God knows us down to our very atoms, that our, that our molecules were created by a God who loves us. There's psalms of disorientation, psalms of disarray, laments. As you're reading David, he's like, Lord, would you just crush me utterly? And then the next one, would you crush my enemies utterly? And Lord, where are you? Why are you sleeping? Why are you asleep at the wheel, Lord Jesus? I asked you to take it. Jesus, that, that was funny to me, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, 
you know, I'm a Swifty. Um, but Jesus, you know, he, he even lamented. If you think of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, or when he's on the cross, he's like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's, it's a lament to the Lord. It's a lament to God. And then moving into a surprise. God's surprising us with his goodness. God's surprising us with his love. God's surprising us when he shows up in unexpected ways and unexpected places. And then having a new orientation, reorienting ourselves from a place of brokenness into new life. And so coming out of that with hymns and songs of rejoicing and thanksgiving, we should be giving thanks to God for the goodness and for how he meets us. So it's just a little kind of uh, framework. Uh, if you're ever interested in reading the book, The Spirituality of the Psalms, my friend Ryan gave it to me. I just finished this last week. It's super thin. I want to say 100 pages, maybe? I don't know. It wasn't, it's not very big. Um, but really, really good, really deep, just kind of a, a providing a framework and a grid for the Psalms. So orienting, orientation of creation. So Bergman says this. I pulled this directly from the book. Human life consists in satisfied seasons of well-being that evoke gratitude for the constancy of blessing, for the continual blessing, which is in a variety of ways articulate the joy, delight, coherence, and reliability of God's creation and God's governing law. We can always go back to God's goodness and that he never leaves us, he never forsakes us, that our Father loves us and cares for us. Psalms 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you. And I extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to one another. And they tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. I'm going to stop there real quick. We, we don't do a very good job remembering. How easy is it for most of us that we remember bad things that happen, and those are seared in our brain, but we don't remember the goodness where God showed up, his kindness, his love, his care for us, those special moments and places. And, and the psalmist here is encouraging us to share that from one generation to another. I have to tell my son the stories of where God has been good in my life, where he's shown up. I, um, just a super short family history. Um, my great-great-grandfather, my great-grandfather, my grandfather, and my dad were all full-blown alcoholics, every single one of them. Uh, my grandpa actually died because he was super drunk and was trying to go down a flight of steps missed two of them and broke his neck and died. He literally died from being too drunk to navigate some steps. I have never been drunk in my life. 
not even once. Uh, <laughs> I made a choice, right? I made a choice to break that family curse. I made a choice that I am a new creation, that I don't have to be under that curse that is in my family of alcoholism. Like, that doesn't have to define me. That that doesn't have to be me. And I can share that story, because I couldn't have done it without Jesus. Without Jesus, that would not have happened. I can promise you now, it's not that I don't have an addictive personality, because I do. I definitely do. Put a can of Pringles in my hand, and I will show you my addictive personality. It's not that. It's God's goodness. It's his kindness. It's, it's his grace that he showed to me, and he helped me to be different. And I can share that with my son and say, yes, this is in your family generational DNA. Yes, this is something that we wrestle with. But that doesn't have to be you because Jesus, right? Because Jesus. Jesus can change us. Jesus can make us different. And that's telling, as the psalmist said, of the power of God's awesome works in proclaiming his great deed, right? From one generation to the next. They celebrate your goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion for all that he has made. You know how hard it was not to sing that because we just sang it this morning? But anyway, that wouldn't do anybody any good. Um, all your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all people might know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all his promises, and he's faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all of those who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. Open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all that he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him, and he hears their cry, and he saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name, forever and ever. Amen? I think that's an amen. I, it's, you know, just David pouring out his heart to God of his goodness and his righteousness and his love and his beauty and his faithfulness and his great works. And when's the last time you did that? This is what I'm telling you what I was challenged with as I was putting this together, what God challenged me with. Dusty, when is the last time you sat down 
and you just started lifting, listing off, excuse me, listing off to God all of the ways he has been good to you. And he has shown his goodness to you and his, his greatness and his love and his kindness. So here's something we're going to do this morning. It's a little bit different. I'm going to give you like 30 seconds to think about this. I want you to think about a way in which God has shown himself to you in his goodness, in his kindness, and in his love. Let's just stop a moment in silence. your faithfulness to us is, is never ending. Lord, we're in awe of your goodness and your kindness and your love, O oh Lord. finish with a quote by Madeline Lingle, one of my favorite children's books authors. If you've ever read A Wind in the Door, that's, she's the author of that or some others. Um, she's a, a follower of Jesus. And she said this, I am in awe of the maker of galaxies and geese, stars and starfish, mercury and men and women, Sometimes it is rapturous awe. Sometimes it is a numerous dread that Jacob felt. Sometimes it is the humble awe of knowing that ultimately I belong to God, to the maker whose thumbprint is on each one of us. And that is a blessing. I think one thing in the tradition I was raised in anyway, that we often miss is the awe of God, the majesty of God. In my evangelical tradition that I grew up in, we work so hard to try to answer all the questions. Like, well, there's this question, so what, is, what does Scripture say about this? Well, there's this question, what does Scripture say about this? There's this aspect of God, what is, you know, and like trying to suss all of that out. And sometimes I miss the the awe of God. And actually one of my uh, favorite uh, evangelical theologians, John Piper, um, talked about how because we are so easily satisfied with material things like a new car or a house or a boat or new clothes or, you know, there's all these different things in our world that are so, that so easily satisfy us 
There's a new Stranger Things episode series coming out. You know, there's, there's different things that just satisfy us, right? And we lose the ultimate beauty and awesome satisfaction that can only come from God, that can only come from being in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And can we learn to have a a holy dissatisfaction, like a holy angst, a holy longing for something more, that this world cannot satisfy that, that, that need that each and every one of us has for the presence of God and for Jesus in our lives. We shouldn't just be okay in our day-to-day life with what the world has to give us. It shouldn't be enough. There should be more. There should be a longing, a desire for more of Jesus and more of the Lord. And that's, that's that awe that we just, we're, we're in the midst of worship and we're giving our hearts to the Lord. And, and even as I'm standing here right now and as we sense his Holy Spirit with us. That like the woman at the well, we can recognize that the only thing that can truly quench our thirst is the living water that is Jesus Christ. The H2O is just not going to cut it. We need one of us needs Jesus. And, and here's the thing, guys. Our friends, our family, our neighbors, they need Jesus every bit as much as we do. And that awe, that, that sense of God when he's resting on us and he's with us like he is right now, you can't match it. You can't. There's just no... There is no comparison to God's presence. Amen? Amen. So, Lord, we invite you. Holy Spirit, come. Amen. Have your way with us. Lord, we open up those closed doors. We open up. We break down those walls and barriers that we've put between us and you, Jesus. Lord, we throw open the windows so that the wind of your Holy Spirit can blow through us and clean us. Clear out all the dust. Light the fires again, Lord God. Lord, those those places in our heart, those fireplaces in our heart where it's become coals and ash, Lord God, Lord, I pray that you would put on fresh fuel and start fresh fire, Lord God. We want you, Jesus. We want you, Lord. Lord, we stand in awe of you. We stand in awe of you.
bless you guys. Thank you. We're going to continue on Psalms next week. I promised I would try and get you out of here at 1130, and I'm, I'm, I'm meeting that. So, you know, this will make up for it when in the fall I go a half hour long. Just, it's, um, at the school we have this thing called flex time. Yeah. Remember. <laughs> bless you guys. Take care. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you next week.